This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, my name is Roy Knight for The Christian Gentleman. I don't like buying things over the internet, so whenever it came to renting a cabin with some friends, I was extra cautious. We wanted a place not far from our retreat and big enough for 11 people. Our friends gave us suggestions and we started scouring the internet for the perfect place. The website we looked at showed a classic wooden cabin on the side of a mountain with a great view of the valley. The living room was big and spacious. The kitchen had ample room for our needs. The bedrooms looked like a nice size and clean. The bunk room downstairs was huge. The outside pictures of the place looked inviting. Certainly it would be a place where we could rest our weary heads after a long day. When we arrived at the cabin that evening from our rocket trip up the mountain, we all had the same response. Is that our cabin? It did not look quite the same as it did in the pictures. It looked much more majestic in the drone shots. Whenever we entered the living room, our expected huge living room shrank into two love seats and a chair. The spacious kitchen shriveled to an area that could only fit three unless we wanted to play bumper cars. Remember, we had a cabin for 11. The bedrooms were so tight that some had trouble squeezing in on their side of the bed. The floor I most wanted to see was on the second floor. I wanted to look out of the second floor window at the sprawling valley below. Instead, what I saw was a wall of trees. The only part of the valley that we could see was actually the size of a coffee cup. I would have to say that the things were not quite as they appeared in the pictures. That evening we revisited the website to look at the pictures of the cabin again. It looked as if the photographer had taken pictures with a panoramic lens which would have given a fuller view of the rooms but it also made them look much bigger. I noticed that the view of the valley was taken in winter so that there were no leaves on the tree at that time. It was certainly a different look between winter and summer. I'm not saying this to complain, but had we known the situation better, we probably would not have opted for this rental. With this in mind, the devil works along the same lines. He doesn't offer the invitation for people to burn in hell for all of eternity. No one in their right mind would opt for that. Yet, he lays before us the enticements that would lure us in that direction. He makes sin look good. Sin, as he knows and we ought to know, separates us from a holy and sinless God. If he can entice us down that road, then the alternative of heaven becomes one's reality, that being hell. Moses was one who could have enjoyed the pleasures of Pharaoh's house. He was the son of the daughter of the most powerful man on earth at that time. He could have looked away from the plight of God's people. He could have refused to get involved. Certainly the devil would have enticed him to turn away from the concerns of the Hebrew people. But Moses knew that there were things that were more important. Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 24 and 25 says, by faith, Moses, whenever he became of age, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer the affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the passing pleasures of sin. Jesus told of the spiritual condition of the rich fool who, after being blessed by God, 
sought to tear down his barns to build bigger ones. He stated, And I will say to my soul, Soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take your ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, Fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will these things be which you have provided? Luke chapter 12 and verses 19 and 20. Satan used the very blessings that God had given this man to divert his trust from God to the things of this world. When men cease to trust in God and begin to trust in the things that are created, they are in trouble, just as this man was. In Luke chapter 16, verses 19 and following, Jesus tells of a man who was very blessed with the things of this world. Nothing is ever mentioned of his spirituality or his love for God, only that his focus was upon his goods and not upon his fellow man. It reads, There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. But there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, full of sores, who was laid at his gate, desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. So it was that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried, and being in torments in Hades, he lifted up his eyes and saw Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. Then he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. When we begin to love things and pleasures more than God, then the devil has us in his hip pocket. We are in a predicament, and we have no idea what is about to happen to us. James puts it this way, You have lived on the earth in pleasure and luxury. You have fattened your hearts as in a day of slaughter. Chapter 5, verse 5. Though these examples focus on material pleasures, the devil can use any sin to distract us from God. The sin that might lure me away might not allure you away, and vice versa. That is why we need to hold on to the Lord with all of our might. Jesus said that you shall love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, and with all of your mind. This is the first and great commandment. Matthew chapter 22, verses 37 and 38. The devil certainly is trying to make sin look beautiful and desirable, but we must understand that nothing will ever beat being in heaven and standing in the presence of our God. Don't be fooled by the devil. If you would like to know more about the Church of Christ and how to be saved, you can contact my friends at the Ulaga Church of Christ or you can email me directly at stgeorgecfc at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. That's all I have for right now. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. May the Lord bless you as you seek to do His will, and I'll see you next time on The Christian Gentleman. I'm excited to announce my newest book, There is a River, Volume 2. If you enjoyed Volume 1, you will enjoy the second one as well. Each devotional thought helps us to see ourselves in the light of God's Word. It can be found on Amazon, on paperback, or Kindle versions. I hope that you will be blessed by it. 
We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.